1: what did we think
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i fucking loved Me it too. <laughs> <laughs> why did you love it <laughs> so many reasons so many reasons oh my God. honestly honestly my favorite part yes by far <laughs> far and away. So much gore. So much violence. Holy
1: shit, though!
0: Yeah. Yeah!
1: This is a fucking kid's book!
0: As yeah, like the final like, big chapter like, climax part, as that was going on, I was like, this is a children's book! (laughs) Yeah!
1: Yep! I had that same thought. I was like, damn! Like, Oh, man. It made me think of um, the end of Tarzan, the Disney version. Um, spoils for Tarzan, everyone. But like, <laughs> for so like when he's fighting Clayton in the vines and then mm-hmm. and then like you get like the flash of lightning and he's like falling and then there's like the snapping sound and like you see the shadow on the ground of him just like hanging there. Like yeah. That's the kind of vibes I was getting. I was like, oh. <gasps> holy fucking shit except they were actually like you know a little bit descriptive with it
0: yeah this was like that but if it was fully lit and not storming out and you just got and there was the a big view. sign that says look look at this fucker <laughs> look at this motherfucker and then a mercy kill immediately <laughs> holy after
1: shit yeah my god
0: yeah Ooh. this was so i mean i loved it
1: i mean it's it's that Apple Grant goodness that we love. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I Yes. I have so much Apple Grant stuff to talk about. Yay. I have so much, so much good shit happen. I know last time we kind of went off the rails and, like, talked about our whole, like, thing about that we loved about the book before summarizing it and spoiled a bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to, like, just start summarizing to get into it? Because, like
1: sure um yeah i mean it's the last it's the last part so maybe we should do that
0: <laughs> yeah because there's so many good notes that like that's what i was saying is i don't know if i want to like spoil it all up front yeah. like we did last time because there's just so many yeah amazing twists and okay fair enough okay and i only have five pages of notes because it was only 50 pages long okay i'm ready I did. okay okay i'm starting to summarize Yay. now oh. Oh. <laughs> so we begin by traveling with our crew who is leaving the Murdano castle and they're being followed by the Pale Knights who are supposed to be guarding them. And there's some perks to this shit because those, the Pale Knights, or the Pale Guard or whatever, is are bringing supplies and shit with them in safety. So they're like on vacation mode at this point. They're having good meals, they have money whenever they stop in town, they can buy shit from people. It's pretty good. But also, they hate those guys, and I agree. <laughs> and also, Bix is like, I don't feel good about those guys, but I don't feel good about other shit, too. So one night, she approaches Gambler, and she's like, hey, I feel weird. And Gambler's like, I feel weird, too. And then they looked at Volino, and he just looked back over his shoulder, and they're like, "Volino feels weird, too. <laughs> Accurate. That's what happened. I read the book. <laughs>
1: A voice for Volino who cannot speak.
0: Volino is black and white on the page, part of the family. Volino is the best. Yes. Shadewing gets shit on, but that's for a later chapter. Oh, yeah, Shadewing. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, Shadewing exists, too. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about this horse but me. Oh no. Anyways. It's fine. It's fine. So, um... They agree that they're going to go out on a perimeter run later and just check everything out. So uh, we cut to later that night, and Bix finds herself riding on Gambler's back, and he's, like, padding along silently, and she just keeps making note of, like, how he's so quiet that, like, even though she can see the footfalls, she can't hear a thing, it's great. And then they hear human sounds in the woods, and they start creeping up on them. And as they get nearer, they can smell fire and burning flesh, Mm. and Bix is like oh, I hope that's a hunter with a kill. But they both knew it wasn't that. Dun, dun, dun. And that was chapter one! Yay! Oof. And chapter two happens. Oh, hang on, hang on though. <laughs> yes. There was
1: a moment where they're talking about Wobbicks and fucking gamblers like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Wobbicks look dumb, but they're really awesome, and I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of early talk about how great Wobbicks are, and then there's nothing, and then at the end there's oh, yes. <laughs> a lot more. Yes. This was where Gambler said that like he didn't understand why they weren't like it was just luck of the draw that they weren't one of like the main six species or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I liked that conversation a lot. Yeah, ah,
1: fucking respecting yeah. each other.
0: Yeah, and I fucking love that. Like Gambler is like, yeah, Wabix are awesome like I love that it's Gambler that's like I fucking love Wobbicks. Like
1: they could have easily played him up as like he is a fucking giant cat he's got mad skills he's got stealth he's got power like he's like like he is rightfully a governing species but he's still like oh yeah Wobbicks are badass like do not underestimate them they're awesome and I just I love that
0: I love that and without saying spoilers, I love that Gambler is a fangirl in his own story. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly what
1: you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, Gambler's the best. You're so right. Like, he could be like, he's a big, like, swagger filled predator. But he is not like that at all. They could have
1: characterized him as just being like, oh, he's so much better than all of you. And he's got a superiority complex. And, oh, nah, I'm a big cat and I could kill all of you. But no! He's a fucking. He's so great! He's so great. Oh, my God. Such a nerd.
0: Oh. I love him so much. Oh. Me too. <sighs> okay, should we do? Should we do chapter yeah, yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm dying. I'm I dying. Okay, okay, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So they approach what was formerly a small village, but is now just a charred heap of trash. <laughs> and there seems to be a lot of dead people, and one survivor who is a younger boy that is strung up between two trees by his wrist and ankles, and a knight that they know entirely too well is below him, feeding the flames that are like creeping up, singeing off his hair and his body. It's a bad, like, he's being slowly burned alive. Hooray! Very slowly. For kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're catching like snippets of like what's going on between the two of them, and they hear the boy, like, I don't know where they are. And Gambler and Bix are like, obviously, this is the fire night. We hate that guy. And um you know the seer is a traitor, obviously erratic, and they're like, okay, so this guy is just fucking hot on our trail to kill us. Like that, he's not doing this for money anymore. This is straight up about revenge. Like gambler's the one that's like, no, he's just—he's not doing this for money. He's doing this just to fuck with us. Ugh. So they start watching for a while, and the knight eventually like wanders around. Eventually, goes to sleep. And, like, literally, that's how slowly they're burning this guy. He's like, I'm going to go take a fucking eight-hour nap, and I'll be back to continue to burn you in the morning. Wow. Right. And Gambler and Bix are like, okay, we absolutely have to do something. Like, we can't let this kid be burned alive. And so finally, when he's breathing steadily, they start creeping in super slowly. And as they approach the boy, he looks up at them and opens his mouth like he's going to say something. And Bix makes this gesture like, no, no, be quiet. So he stops and they like creep over to him. They slowly work out how to cut him down because they have to kind of like pull him out of the flames, not just like down into the fire. Mm-hmm. And Bix is like, wait a second, I know this kid. And it's Razo! He's it's back! it's <laughs> <Gabby's> back. <laughs> I was so excited.
1: I, I like. I definitely thought when they saw a figure being burned alive. I'm like, okay, it's either gonna be Aractic or it's gonna be Luca, and I hope it's not either of them. And it was fucking Gambit.
0: It was fucking Gambit, Renzo. I for sure, when it first happened, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Aractic yeah. because she was sentenced to that death, and I was like, and they're making her trail along as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It's Renzo. It's not so. And I love it. And he's being sarcastic the whole time. And Bix is like, I don't understand this. Oh my <laughs> like... God.
1: Okay. I. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it later.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: something to say about Renzo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it, I love him and everything about him?
1: Well, yes, but yes. Okay. Another thing, too.
0: Okay, good. Okay, so they pull Renzo out of this fire, and Renzo just immediately, like, lets out this piercing whistle for dog, and Yay. luckily Gambler and Bix had a kind of working plan at this point, so Bix starts, like, taking off with Renzo. Gambler leaps towards the horse and, like, tears the bush that he was tied to out of the ground and then, like, rushes at him, so the horse turns and bolts away, so the knight has to go get his fucking horse. That's
1: a good and plan.
0: It was a great plan to slow him down, but, like, you know, Renzo, you could have fucking given them a little more time before calling Dog back to you.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, <laughs> another minute, dude. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. So Dog's back with them. They take off, and they knew that this would not be the last of the night as they ran into the woods. No. And that's chapter two. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. He's back. He's back. He's back. I'm so excited. And, like, his character just kept getting better and better.
1: It's so true. Oh, my.
0: <laughs> I love him so much.
1: Oh, I do, too. <laughs> oh, I get to say my thing next chapter. I'm so excited. Okay,
0: okay. Let me get through the next chapter. Um, This one's a little off the rails, so I apologize. Okay, so... <laughs> Bix, Gambler, and Renzo are running back to camp and they're yelling, like, Kara, get up, get up, get up. And um Kara is up super fast on the horse moving. Tobble was not, but Bix is like, <laughs> that's fine. I just grabbed him and threw him on Volino. Oh. No my big God. deal. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. Um, and so they're taking off. Uh Bix is on her horse, which is Shadewing, which no one cares about. Like literally. Bix takes time out in this chapter to just say, I don't like this horse, but we have an understanding that if I don't pull on their face or kick them, they'll kind of do what I want, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, like, this is no Valino that I'm riding. Oh, uh. Anyways, they're galloping off, um, and Renzo gets the pack mule, which was my favorite <laughs> trottling along behind them he exactly on this like pack animal that is not at all whatever <laughs> it's fine um so Kara's like what the fuck is going on and bix is like we had to rescue him you know we had and Kara's like what do you mean you what the fuck who I- no it's fucking you this is the worst <laughs> and um she's immediately upset she's like you did not have to rescue him and Bix is like no we, he was being burned alive by the night we had to rescue him and Kara's like absolutely not he is a thief you did not have to rescue him it's fine they're fleeing into the night they're galloping away and then Bix is like okay I kind of have a plan and so Bix starts yelling help us help us and is trying to draw the pale guard after them and Renzo starts chiming in like they're they're like talking plans right they're like okay so the pale guard will have a meet up with the fire knight maybe we can do something with this and Renzo's like oh he's going to be even slower because the fire knight's horse lost a shoe he was like muttering about it as he was torturing me and I clocked it because he's the coolest guy ever (laughs) Um, as they're galloping away the sun starts rising they're going as fast as they can but the more light that, that comes up the more they can see that the guard is gaining on them And then they realize that they're starting to approach a river. Kara can see it. Bix can smell it. And that's when they notice that the Fire Knight had managed to circle around in front of them. And they are bolting towards him. Which is crazy. So Bix starts panicking and says, Kara, should we turn around? And Kara's like, no, no, this is great. This is great. So they kind of veer off towards the river. And the Pale Guard and the Fire Knight are coming at each other. And they see each other. And, of course, the Pale Guard has to protect these guys. And the Fire Knight wants to kill these guys. So it just turns into a whole night fight. And they're, like, battling each other. The Fire Knight is just incinerating the Pale Guard. There's all sorts of wild sword shit happening. It's crazy. But it doesn't matter because the rest of our crew is trying to come up with a plan for where to go. Because they're like, we cannot cross this river. It is far too deep. And Renzo's like, there's a ford a little ways up the river. And Kara's like... I'm not listening to you. I hate you. This is the worst. You are the worst. <laughs> I
1: love how grumpy she is.
0: She hates him. <laughs> Gambler smiles at them the oh, whole time they're arguing. My God. Gambler ships it. Gambler ships them from minute one. I Gambler's
1: <laughs> dying.
0: <laughs> Fucking oh. dying. Just, oh God. It's so good.
1: It's so good. I just I love how Kara's just so, like, done with Renzo. It's like, he hasn't even done anything to you, except, like, kind of half-heartedly try to steal your horse. Yeah, like, half... She hates him so fucking much for, like, no reason, and I love it.
0: I love it, too, and I feel like it's so much, like he's like yeah i'm i'm a thief and she's like i fucking can't with you like just she's (laughs) making snap judgments she hates him i i am here for it
1: she's like i am lawful good and you are chaotic neutral and i can't get down with that
0: oh my god he is yeah Uh... yes i fucking love them so much i do too I, like, I had this out-of-body moment when I read this where I was, like, in my mind, I'm, like, right next to Gambler, like, yeah, yeah, we're both, we both know what's up, right? We're we both know. into this. We, we know. We know. <laughs> but I love that Gambler, in story, was, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, it was great.
1: And, like, um, oh, go ahead. No, go. And, like, not to, like, assume... Well, okay, here's the thing. I trust that Catherine and Michael, if they do go the romance route, that they're going to make this a very compelling romance. Mm -hmm. Because, like, normally in, like, young adult and, like, YA fantasy books and stuff, if there's, like, a main female and a main male protagonist, I'm like, oh, they're going to get together, and it's going to be super predictable and boring, and I hate this. But... I'm, like, really excited for this one if they decide to do the romance route. Like, I don't think that every, you know, character should ha- necessarily have a romance subplot, but, like, I can already, like, get down with this one.
0: I mean, I I absolutely agree that I don't think that every character, and especially not every male-female main characters, need to have a romance subplot. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I'm pretty sure my predictions in Chapter 2 when Renzo showed up was that they <laughs> were going to fall in love, yes. so... <laughs> Yeah. I can't say that my intentions are innocent coming into this.
1: I'm like, yeah, and I'm like such a fucking simpleton and I love Catherine and Michael so much that I'm just like spoon-feed me whatever you got. I will love it. So, yeah. I
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I we keep referring to him as Gambit. What is the Gambit and Rogue storyline by two people that argue all the time and antagonize <coughs> each other fall in love?
1: Okay, though, I have... um, Gambit has slightly morphed for me, though. Yeah. He is, like, a dead ringer for Marco for me. Like, he is strategic, and he is sarcastic. He makes comments about his fucking hair. (laughs) He makes comments about how fucking good-looking he is. And I'm just like, oh, hello, it's Marco. (laughs) Marco.
0: I had not I had not clocked that. Like, I knew he wasn't Gambit for me anymore. Like, he had morphed out of that strict stereotype, like, yeah. by the end of this book. Yeah. But I had not quite clocked that he was Marco, but you're absolutely right.
1: Like, as soon as he made the comment about, like, oh, like, my hair burned off. I don't know if that's in this chapter or the next one, but I was just like, oh, my God, it's Marco. He's here. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I still love him to death, obviously, but yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, that was running through my mind.
0: I think probably the main difference was just that it, Renzo, right from the get go, was in on this. Like, mm-hmm. that was, I think, probably the biggest thing for me is he's not, yeah. he doesn't have the reluctance, but otherwise, yes, yeah, that's yes, true. cuz very much like Marco. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a
1: good point. But like you, you know, you don't want him to be exactly like Marco. Like he's, no, he's God, his own no. character, but like I don't know. He has his own he's
0: his own character, but very Marco esque for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which like <laughs> if Michael says that Marco is the most like him, I'm kinda like, okay, is this Michael's influence kinda coming through? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it has to be, right? Yeah. Like-
1: oh. Oh, so good. I love, I love it him. so much. Me too. And he's like the exact opposite of Luca. Which I
0: love. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's like, I was thinking about that when you were saying like the main female, main male, mm-hmm. I was like, man, but think back to how much we just fucking hated Luca right from the get go. Oh my God. That <sighs> motherfucker. Yeah. Ugh. And they keep threatening me, like, he's coming back. Luca isn't dead yet. Luca isn't dead yet. And I'm like, why? Why isn't he dead yet? <laughs> fucking true. hate that guy. It's fucking
1: true. <laughs> oh, man. But he's got to have, like, an epic showdown with, with Kara by the end of it.
0: Like, she's got to kick him You know, ass. what I would love... <laughs> is that he shows up and tries to have an epic showdown. He's like, oh, I'm back. You, you know, the Donati can't keep me down. Blah, blah, blah. But before he can actually get through it all, Kara just stabs him right through the heart.
1: But what if he comes back and she's like, oh, I got this. Like, you don't know how to fight. I tried to teach you and you were pathetic. And then he actually, like, knows how to fight because he's been training.
0: That would piss me the fuck off. Uh... <laughs> They could have, like, a Rey and Kylo Ren showdown. Okay, but the whole point is that Rey and Kylo Ren were... I haven't seen the last Star Wars movie,
1: so I don't know. It's a
0: different scenario because they... (laughs) That's right, you saw Cats instead of Star Wars. (laughs) Fucking Matthew. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyways... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oofa doofa. Anyways,
0: <laughs> Kara should absolutely kill Luca or anybody. Anybody should kill Luca. Literally anybody. I don't care. Just kill him. I hate him. <laughs> Oh, my God. I hope Gambler kills him and it's just like, I do not ship this.
1: <laughs> Get out of here, smack. Get
0: the fuck out of here, Luca. Nobody wants... He puts one paw over his entire face and shoves his head away. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, not this. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I, I could see that, too. If Luca came back, like, he would... Like, he would be just like the, oh, I'm going to destroy you, but I'm going to make my minion do it because I'm fucking useless and I'm a shitty wizard. Ugh. 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 And then you try to Hate hit him and he, and he turns into David. And he's like, oh, I'm scared. Don't hit me. Oh, I had a hard life. Oh. Sorry.
0: I thought you were going to say turns into a frog. And I was like, where are you going with this? And then you said turns into David. And I was like, oh, oh Okay. <laughs> But for just a second I'm like, yeah, they go to hit him with a lightning bolt and he turns into a frog and escapes and I was like, What? (laughs) I made some wild leaps before you finished that. Yeah, you really did.
1: You just kinda like, I don't
0: know. I I won a direction.
1: Took my kite ran off in the other direction.
0: I kinda your kite kinda came towards me and I just like smacked it away. But then it (laughs) recovered its path, but I was left confused. (laughs) (laughs) Shit oh fuck um okay uh, let me let me yeah. summarize this next chapter because this one is not super compelling but it sets up a lot of shit okay cool so oh also kara does, in the last chapter says she's gonna stab renzo through the heart if he's lying about the ford and he wasn't they get there they cross it's all great Yay. so they continue on their journey and bix is like hey renzo sorry about your town and he's like that's not my town I just stopped to tell the knight stop killing people and it offended him and then he burned me. So <laughs> it's fine. It's not my place. And <laughs> Bix Bix just starts questioning Renzo. And like his answers are brutally fucking honest. Like, yes. you know, yeah, I love it. Bix is like so like what are you doing here and he's like talking about how he's a thief and like blah 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 and then carl's like oh what do you, are you like a thief that steals from the rich and gives to the poor and he's like why would i do that i steal for myself what are you on about <laughs> like <laughs> uh, it's great yeah it is great every answer no matter how unflattering it is is the truth and that's
1: that's why he's the opposite of luca because luca was very very Mm -hmm. evasive and like not giving straight answers and Renzo's just like yeah i'll tell you everything fuck it
0: (laughs) i love that exactly and like it was like luca was the one that like was like i'm intelligent like i know how to talk around this like i know all about the darren so i can avoid this shit i'm a scholar and Renzo's like, I'm a thief. I do petty crimes. I don't give a fuck what you think of me. And I love ah, I love him. He's so much more intelligent. I love him so much. God. I love him so fucking much. Okay, anyways. Um, and Renzo also is very good at asking pointed questions. So after they kind of question him for a while, he's like, okay, so why do you have, like, the two worst things chasing you? The Pale Knights and, and the Fire Knight, or the Pale Guard, the Fire Knight. And Bix is like, I'll try to summarize this pretty quick, but she couldn't. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, Renzo catches on pretty quick and he's like, Oh, okay. And, like, yeah, of course the Madonna are going after the Philivets because, like, they want to take over the territory. Those are, you know, predators that stand up on their own that don't need to go with the flow and they hate that. Like, he basically is just, like, seeing this from all the different angles. Like, any information that Bix fills in, very Marco, now that I'm in my head, I can't not think of it. Yep. 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 But yeah, so he's breaking it down. So they get into a village that's almost completely empty. They find a woman that was willing to make them a meal. She's one of the last people there. And they start questioning her, like, where are all the people? And this woman tells them a story about how the Merdano army came through. It took all of the young men of fighting age that could be soldiers, and they were just kind of left like with the trashed village. And Renzo's like, Oh, did they take the valuables with them? And the woman's like, yes, (laughs) you fucking creep. And uh, he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go look around. And Gambler's like, I'm going to go with him so he doesn't get hurt. And Kara's like, I don't give a fuck if he gets hurt. And Gambler's like, right. I'm just going to follow him to make sure he doesn't get into trouble. I just love how Um, fucking
1: cranky she is.
0: hates him, and I love it. I do too. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh. oh my god. So good. So good. I I am just I am such a fan of like enemies to friends, enemies to lover tropes though. I feel like this is just playing in a space that I appreciate way too much.
1: Well Yeah, and like there's there's so many enemies to lovers where it's like they're actually like one person is trying to kill the other person. Like because mm-hmm. this is like my job or my belief system at <laughs> Matthias and Nina. <laughs> But, like, this is just, like, she has literally no reason to hate him. And she still does. And I kind of love that.
0: I I love, trust me, I love unbased hate so much. (laughs) It's so good. I fucking love it. Also, now that you said Matthias and Nina, that pissed me off because I do like that trope and I hated those two. So maybe I don't (gasps) like that trope as much as I think I do. Really? I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them. They they were just the most boring of the characters. I was like, eh, all right.
1: I, yeah, I could see that. Like Matthias is probably definitely my least favorite of the group. Um, it's
0: just like, it's like a one note. Like he reminds me of the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show that they create the like perfectly like, golden <laughs> oh, yeah, short yeah, yeah. boy. I don't can't remember his name.
1: Yeah. Well, and he was just so like I don't know, like.
0: It's just a spare. He's just a spare He's a dude. Spare dude. He's such a spare. <laughs> Kill the spare. How did we <laughs> start talking about Six of Crows in the middle of this podcast? I know. <laughs> Oops. <Whoopsies. laughs>
1: Welcome to the Six of Crows podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've pivoted in the middle of this podcast. Now we're talking about Six of Crows. Welcome. Oh, oh my god. Oh my uh. god. Delightful. Fucking wild. I it's just like it's so hard to put up those characters next to somebody like Kaz Brecker and oh still my love them. God,
1: I know. Like Kaz, Inej, and Jesper are like. Oh god, team Inej. Right there. Oh my god. Inej is
0: like one of my all-time favorite. I feel like I'm just gonna get slammed in the Discord because like I have such a character type and I get called on it so often. <laughs> but green. like I fucking love Inez so much. Oh
1: my god, she's so
0: Oh god. And she okay, was, like, speaking of the
1: cast in the show. I'm so sorry. Oh
0: my god, right? Ugh. She Oh
1: I just wanna like stare at <laughs> her face all the time.
0: I know. And then I, of course, love Kaz because he's the guy from the fucking <laughs> horse TV show. <laughs> Pim. <laughs> it's Pim. <laughs> oh man. Fucking dying. And Jasper just came to life on the screen. Oh
1: my god. God. Oh my god. Like as soon as I saw him I was just like, "Oh, look at you."
0: So delightful. Just,
1: they just so perfectly embody the characters. Oh my god, I need to stop. I'm just dying. <laughs> just dying.
0: <laughs> oh, it's just so good. Okay, sorry. Speaking of strong independent women that yeah. are amazing. Yes. Let's get back to talking about Kara. Yay. <laughs> It's like, it feels weird revealing that we read other YA books <laughs> on the side. Utter sometimes betrayal. We cheat on, or sometimes we cheat on Apple Grant with other YA authors. Fucking homewreckers. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so... Uh, the woman came, did the meal thing, Renzo's off, Gambler's following him, uh, and Tombo starts bringing up, like, hey, do you think that the Pale Guard and the Fire Knights, like, kind of killed each other off? And they're like, absolutely not. There's no fucking way we'd get off that easy, so. Every time um, you say
1: Fire Knight, I think you're going to say Fire Nation. <laughs> like, every single time.
0: I... Okay, sorry, this is a sidebar. I joined a Facebook group the other day. That's one of those, it's not a group, it's just you join it so you can tag it on posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name of this group is, there's so many red flags here, I thought the Fire Nation was attacking.
1: <laughs> that's a fucking brilliant group name. Holy right? shit. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it so much. That's great. Okay, it sorry. is great. I interrupted you. Okay. No, please interrupt me all the time. No.
1: I shall. Yes. You shall. I shan't. You should. <laughs> no, <laughs> so... I shan't.
0: It's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I shan't. It's Christmas. Okay, so Tom will offer to take the first shift. Yeah. And Kara starts talking to Bix. Like, hey, is Brenzo being truthful? Like, super. You can tell Kara is super hoping to catch him out. Like, he is lying about everything. And Bix is like... <laughs> Everything he says is absolutely true. And she's like, fuck! (laughs) Um, Soon after this, Renzo returns with a sack full of valuables, including like silver and gold cups and items like bits of pottery and wooden bowls and some clothing. And Carla's like, how did you find all this shit in this ransacked village that's been somewhat abandoned? And he's like, oh, do you want me to show you? And they're like, yes. And then he just starts chanting and does some badass fucking magic that sends out, like, a cool silver line on the floor that leads you directly to valuables. Fuck!
1: What a, a good wizard!
0: What a great use of magic! Like, fuck yeah. all this other shit. Yeah. Locating valuables. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So they're all like, oh my god, you can do magic. But this is all interrupted by Tobble yelling, Fire! And Kara's like, is it a campfire? And Tobble's like, no, it's cracking like a whip. And they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Wee. So that is that chapter. It just sets up a lot of shit. But, you oh.
1: Know. One question and wondering I had is I wonder if Bix is ever going to lie to one of her friends.
0: Yeah, because that was presented as like a really big choice later in this uh-huh. book. Ah. Huh? I feel like it's definitely going to come back.
1: Well, and, like, even when Kara was like, hey, is Renzo lying about everything? Like, that's what made me think of it. I was like, oh, like, Bix could say, like, oh, he's lying. And it just, it, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, at the end, it definitely, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Oh, that's so going to be, like, another plot point in this book. <sighs> mm, so good. Oof. Okay, so good. next chapter. okay, next chapter, which honestly, for like scenery alone, if you read any chapters, this is one to read because like it's just it's beautiful, like it builds attention so well. It's a very like dark gritty chapter, the scene building it's beautiful. okay mm-hmm. anyways um so annoyingly, only Dakara Renzo proves himself useful. She hates it. everybody else <laughs> loves it. They um he knows like a bunch of paths and like how to move across this land. He's clearly very familiar with like everything. He's very good at interacting with people. So they start traveling through like these villages and these these roads and um it's increasingly becoming more rural. Like they're they're getting into villages where like the Merdano men had not raided it yet. There's like full like the the boys of military age are there but these villages are showing evidence of having fought pirates and bandits and so they're like this is wild (laughs) um they get to the point where they're starting to pass things like small fishing shacks and even those are starting to empty out and then the land gets like totally wild and the only evidence of the merdano is that there's some remains of camps and occasionally a bloated horse corpse on the side of the road for kids for kids I think we need a sticker that says that (laughs) so we can slap it on shit for kids. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. So they're traveling by day as fast as they can, and every night they look behind them for fires, and they can often see things burning. Like They can just see that the fire knight is chasing them off in the distance. Um, One night they see one of the fishing shacks that they passed just going up in flames, and Bix is like, oh, my God, I hope he's not finding more people to torture as he's chasing us down. They continue on into the woods, not sure of what they would find, and they start like talking about like what is this far north? And Renzo's like, "This is they think where the herds go to eat a particular lichen that grows, but they don't really know for sure." And then Gambler fucking adds to this: they also come up this way to breed with like a weird fucking smile. Oh my god, <laughs> Gambler,
1: Gambler, calm down, this is Salacious, no. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyways, that was a very small side note that I did not have to include in this, but I did. (laughs) I want you to know that I will risk life and limb and burn out my hand to add details like this. Because it's important to me. (laughs) Like, why? I don't know. I loved it so much. Uh, So creepy and weird. I loved it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, day after day, they're pushing as hard as they can, but the ground is just becoming like more wild. There's no real pass through here. They don't have any supplies. They don't have maps and they are just becoming exhausted. And sometimes like Renzo, Kara, Gambler would branch off to find some food, but they would come back with nothing. One time, Dog runs off and he returns with a bloated, maggoty corpse of a rat And he runs up to Bix with it, like, look what I got you! And Renzo's like, oh, he wants to be friends! And, like, Renzo's praising Dog wildly, like, you're the best dog ever! And Bix is like, this is disgusting. (laughs) And Renzo's like, you can thank Dog for that. He worked hard to get that dead, disgusting rat.
1: I love a man who stands up for his dog. Me too. Like, hey, be nice to my dog. He's just trying to be friends.
0: Another very non-Marco quality, though.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it, though. I just loved how a friend, like, Renzo's basically like, I don't give a fuck if you're the last Darren on Earth and everybody wants to worship you and you're the endling. You can fucking say thank you to my trash dog that brought you a <laughs> shitty rotten rat. <laughs> Oh,
1: I hope that Bix and the dog have a have an arc because like she's not because like the first time she meets dog, he like tries to sniff her ass, which is like, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. it's fine
1: for dogs. It's not fine for Darren's. And then when she finds him again, he tries to like lick her face and she's like, nah, gross. So I hope yeah, she was
0: not into that at all.
1: (laughs) No. So I hope that they'll they'll have an arc and they'll be friends.
0: Oh, my God. I'm. Now, almost as invested in that arc as I am the whole car and Renzo arc. <laughs> I hope they become reluctant. Like I hope this is like a Legolas Gimli thing between Bix and Dog.
1: Yeah. Aww, aww, I love this.
0: I love this so much. <sighs> oh, okay. Anyways, um, after Renzo's scolding, Bix does somewhat. Thank dog for the rat, and then dog proudly carries it around for hours after that. Oh
1: my god, dog's the best! (sighs)
0: Dog is the best. So, um, that anyways, we're back to they, they are just tired, they've been traveling for a super long time days and days and days and days and days. And they're all looking ragged, the horses are looking rough at this point. They're surviving off of bark tea, there's no food. And so, Bix wakes up in the middle of the night with her stomach growling. And decides to, like, just scout out. So she climbs up a tree that's not super tall. um, And it's just kind of, like, hanging out. Tobble wakes up, climbs up. Bix helps Tobble up. And they're kind of chit-chatting about how they're starving. Yay. Um And then they look out. I know, right? Okay. Yay, we're all going to die. <laughs> they look out and they see four fires flare up. And they call Kara over. And they're like, fuck. And she's like, no, no, no. These are built up fires. Like these are cooking fires, and that's when they realize they have found Zabara. Zabara, 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 we love. You. <laughs> I'm oh sorry, goodness. that was a really weird deep cut.
1: A, what, yeah, what a pull, Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre, I love you, Zabara. I love you. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) We have to talk about this next chapter because, fuck, I love it. I've said that about every chapter, I feel like.
1: Ah! It hit my table.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. So they enter the town of Zabara where there's just this collection of fucking terrifying looking people. (laughs) Like, it's... It's wild. Like, it's just people with, like, peg legs and hook for hands. Like, just a town of raggedy pirates. It's like that scene in Tangled where they go into that bar and
1: there's all those, like, like ruffians in there. And then she sings a song about having a dream and they all want to be, like, like I don't know, sculptors and, like, cooks and stuff like that.
0: I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I've never, I've never seen Tangled. Uh... I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. But it sounds like that kind of minus the song and the dreams. Yes,
1: <laughs> they have no dreams here.
0: They they have no dreams. Only water and fish. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, there's all these freaky looking dudes. It also reminded me of uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, like just the Viking town. Mm-hmm.
1: That has a guy with a peg leg, or, mm-hmm. or like a fake arm. Or I don't remember what his deal is, but yeah, all sorts of
0: fake shit. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Um. The only difference is these guys also carry brands on their faces for the various crimes, and we find out that the, like, justice system here is just on crime number one, they brand your face. <laughs> Wee. Crime number two, they kill you.
1: <laughs> you only get two chances.
0: You get two chances, and, like, a large portion of the people in this town have letters on their faces, like T for thief, and... All sorts of shit. Yay. It's
1: Does crazy. anyone have an L? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. And then we get some more world building. There's like huts here made of mud bricks that are like in domes, kind of like mud igloos, and they're sit around haphazardly. Um, but the boats is where it's at. They have like a fuck ton of vessels in the water around there, including a Merdano vessel that I can only imagine was pirated based on how many people branded with the P for pirate are in this town. Yay. Yeah. Um, and then on the beach, there's these smaller boats and they're kind of tipped over with their masts like kind of knocked over and there's nets drying out on them. They all use Renzo's money, which apparently Nobody Cares Now is kind of dirty, to buy dried fish and eat (laughs) it in the streets. Um, And as they're eating, they are drawing attention. So soon after, three large armed men approach them, and the leader is missing an eye and has this very obvious fake in the socket that's like, they're like, it's nice, but it just stares off to the right, blankly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're like, what is your business in this town? And Kara's like, oh, we're scholars. We were sent here by the, the fucking tower. It's fine. They're studying moving islands. And the look on these guys' faces is like all they needed. They're like, oh, these are like scholars. That's wild. And then they're like, oh, they're looking at the islands. Okay, shit. And Kara's like, so do you know anything about them? Have you seen them? And these guys are like, maybe, but you're going to have to pay us. And Cara's like, I don't have anything to give to you. And they're like, You have these fine horses. And Cara's like, No, the Merdano lent them to us. We can't, we can't trade these horses. And so like, they're at a bit of a standoff. And these guys are basically like, All right, no payment, no information, goodbye. And Renzo's like, Wait, will you take information for information? And they're like, Maybe, but you have to say your shit first. And Renzo's like, cool, there's a fire knight headed this way, and he's going to burn down your entire town. Yay! And Right. <laughs> and initially the men are like, why would you bring him here? And Renzo's like, we, we would never bring him here. We aren't worth his time. He's just on a wild rampage for no specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh Renzo's basically like, gather your valu- valuables, get out of here, prepare for this guy to come burn down your town. And then he ends this by saying, like, and just FYI, you can trust me because I'm a thief. And like all of like the-, the group like Kara and and Bix and Gambler were all like, oh, he just admitted he's a thief. But like it was a perfect thing to say to these guys. So they're like, oh, you're trash like us. Okay, your information's good then. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, trash. Yeah. Um, so I thanked Renzo for the information, and then Bix could not stand it any longer. She jumps up. She's like, hey, give me more information. She was pretending to be a dog, of course. And they're like, oh my god, a talking dog. Does your other dog talk? And Bix is like, no, that's just a dog. (laughs) I loved the rage. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, the guy, he's a man of his word, so he does tell them, like, okay, a few leagues from here, we've seen some islands moving recently, and they kind of, like, go into, like, a little bit of, like, a... Some people worship these. Some people say they contain foul beasts. Some people say the trees eat people. So we don't really go there. But it is a few leagues that way. And Bix is like, great. And so they press on. Yay. Oh, man. I fucking loved that town. I'm so upset that there was a knight that rampaged in it. It was a great (laughs) town. It was just like such a weird fucking town. I loved it. Full of fucking nasty dudes. Yeah, it's like here's pirates and thieves in a town with, like, just, like, people that have, they, like, live for salted fish. Like, there's no reason to live here. It's a hard place to live. It's in the middle of nowhere. These people live off of spite, and I love that for them.
1: (laughs) Big energy.
0: Huge energy. Zabara energy. I would live in Zabara if I was in this world. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so they push into the forest in the direction that they were pointed in, and it's not long. Like, they're not super far into this forest before they see the entire town go up in flames behind them. And they're like, we just can't get away from this guy. Like, this guy is on us no matter how far we run. Um, And they're talking about, like, stumbling through these thick woods where there's all of these, like, black roots up on all the trees, and it's really hard to walk, and... They run into a boar that like tries to get them, but then as soon as it saw a gambler, it was like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you got a fill of it? No, thank you. <laughs> um, and there's a few birds around, there's one old disinterested raptodon they don't really, like, that raptadon does not give a shit about them. And finally they emerge out onto this peninsula and... And they are trapped. They're like, we've fucked up. There's no way off this thing. And Renzo's like, so what's the plan? And Kara's like, what? I have to have a plan? Why don't you have a plan since you have no problem inserting yourself into conversations and making deals without my say-so? But now that you need a plan, it's all on Kara. (laughs) Loved that. Absolutely loved that. Yes. Fucking love that. But Kara does have a plan that she launches into after that small outburst. That I loved. Um, So she's like, start weaving a net out of the vines and do it as fast as you can. And Renzo's like, that's fucking stupid. He's going to burn right through them. But Renzo also did not hesitate to just start doing it. Like, he was protesting while doing it. I I love that. I love him so much. Casey, I love him.
1: Uh, He's so good. He's so good. She's
0: so good. <sighs> okay. Oh man. Okay. So uh they start weaving these vines together as fast as they can. Um and Kara's like, yeah, sure, the night's gonna burn right through it, but like just do it. And um uh, Bix notices soon that Kara's doing kind of a different job. She is gathering branches that are like six feet long and sharpening both ends. And that's when Bix kinda was like oh, I see this coming together. So at the end of the peninsula, there was just, like, a little, like, drop-off that they were putting the net in front of, and Bix was like, oh, if we can distract the knight, hopefully we can drop him off there. Um, And this is when Kara's like, Bix, climb that tree, see if the knight's visible. And Bix was, like, climbing the tree, but kind of going like, oh, I'm not as good at climbing as Gambler's. Like, why would she send me and Bix gets to the top is like, I don't see anything. And Kara is like, okay, stay quiet, stay up there. And Bix realizes that Kara meant to hide her and preserve the endling. But Bix only wanted to stand side by side with her friends oh. and die with them. Oh. Oh, no. I, this, for me, this was like meteoric realization. From the beginning of the book where like, Bix wouldn't even jump in to save Tobble without two chapters of iteration to this. Oh my god, this. yeah. What a fucking journey. Holy
1: shit, you're right. It was, uh,
0: right? Oh no. And like, Bix literally says, I want to die with them. Like, I want to stand next to them and if I have to, die with them. like." <laughs> oh no. It's so good. Oh, no. It's so good. I fucking I'm sorry. I loved this so much. Oh, it's very
1: good. But then.
0: But then. Sorry. But then. Um, so this thought is interrupted by a section of the forest that appears to be moving quickly. And Bix is like, what the fuck? So she jumps and glides to another tree to get a closer look and realizes, like, oh, yes, this is actually moving, like, all in all in a direction. And then all at once, it kind of came into sight, and there it was, a living island in front of Bix. (gasps) And Bix is staring at this island, and in that moment, she can hear the night crashing through the woods. But Bix is focused on this island, and there was a moment of, like, what do I do, what do I do? But then Bix sees something move on that island that attracted her attention, and it was a familiar grace... And then a glide, and she goes, Oh my God, did I just see another Darren? I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, it's and so exciting. It's, it's so exciting. So she's like looking at it and seeing how fast the island was moving. Bix is like, It's now or never. It's like 100 feet. I don't know for sure I can make it, but if I don't leap right now, I'm going to miss my chance. So Bix springs. Leaps towards it and then hears Tobble's cry below her and immediately swings and drops down next to her friend, not even giving a second thought to the island at this point. Oh
1: my god!
0: I know. Oh no. So Bix drops down, jumps out in front of Tobble, and is completely taken over by this rage that is completely unfamiliar. And Bix starts shouting, I'm the one you want, I'm the one that you've come to kill. Come after me. And so the knight wheels and charges towards Bix, and Gambler drops down from above, slashes the horse's flanks open, but the knight shoots some fire back at him, catches his tail, gets him off her. Kara jumps out, swings her sword, nicks the knight in the thigh, and he grabs his own broadsword to fight. But she's in too close, so he smashes her in the face with the hilt of his sword, and blood just comes pouring out. Renzo and Tabo rush in, start to fight, but Bix yells again, I'm the one you have come to kill, and Bix is just filled with rage. And so the knight turns towards Bix and launches his fire, which just, the net is between them, the vine net. And this vine neck doesn't burn and fall apart. It literally blasts apart in the flame. Like, this flame eats it up and actively destroys it. But all of the fire and all of the smoke and the knight's own arrogance did exactly what it was meant to. And the knight charged down Bix and he began to laugh right as he tipped into the stake filled gully below him.
1: (laughs) What a climax!
0: Fucking incredible oh my
1: god bix was like you like y'all already killed my family you're not killing my new family
0: mm-hmm. oh i love that mm-hmm. oh no i oh i fucking love that so much and i just i loved that bix just took on like the like she's she's like i was filled with this rage that was totally unfamiliar to me but it's like now, finally, like shedding all of the like things that her family has instilled in her to try and preserve their species, it feels like oh, now we're kind of connecting with like what the power of a Darn actually is. I, know. I got, I just got so excited about this. No, <laughs> wow. and. And at the beginning, like, it's brushed over because so much happens. Bix saw another Darren, so she thinks, and immediately the second she heard Tobble was like, goodbye, I'm out. Yeah. Doesn't mean as much to me as Tobble. Oh, goodbye.
1: it's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. Shall we continue and then we can completely lose our minds? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And these next two chapters, I am going to actually like read bits from the book, so because they're that good. Yeah. So the knight was impaled and died instantly, but the horse was run through five or six times and was thrashing on the spikes, whinnying in pain and panic. And they were all like, oh, what do we do? And then they're like, oh, the horse isn't going to make it. So Kara sends down Gambler, which in a children's book, says he bit through the horse's spine to kill it. Yep. <laughs> for kids. Yay, for
1: kids. Mercy killing.
0: <laughs> Mercy killing. I appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Sorry horse, Ugh. it wasn't your fault.
0: It wasn't your fault. You didn't you didn't know what was going on. I'm sorry that this is how it ended for you. Aww. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Renzo follows down and just starts stripping the knight and everything.
1: <laughs> Immediately raids the bodies.
0: Immediately raids the body. No, no thing. But, like, the most shocking thing to Bix was the first thing Renzo does is take off the knight's helmet, and it was just a dude.
1: Oh, my God. That's so powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, like, I mean, it's it's literally that, like, when you take away the intimidating thing, like the helmet that took stripped away the humanity, he's just another shitty dude. Yep. Take away that power. <sighs> Anyways, uh, Renzo strips him of all of his valuables and supplies, food, maps, all that kind of stuff. Um, pockets a sweet ring that he seems to be wearing, um, which I appreciated. And then when he was done... Kara said, so Bix, did you see anything when you were up in the tree? And Bix has this moment where she's debating lying to her friends. Ugh! Because, I-, I know, right? Ugh! Like, this is the big choice, is that she can say, I didn't see anything. And this ends their quest. They can all go home. Selfish They've defeated choice. the knight. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's. But uh, anyways, Bix decides, like... What's a friendship based on lies? And so she tells them that she saw the island. But, like, you're, you're so right. Like, this is, like, an amazing fucking point yeah. here. Yeah. Of... Oh. <sighs> yeah, this is going to come back for sure. Absolutely. It has to. It has to. Absolutely has to. <sighs> oh, God. Anyways, um, Bix tells him, I saw the island, and Tobble's just like, yes, I'm so happy for you. Um, but Kara's like, okay, which way was it going? Because we're going to have to fucking find it. And Bix says, north. And so they start getting ready to go. And Renzo's like, okay, well, north is going to lead us into Drayland, And that's going to be, we're going to have to face this treacherous mountain pass. There's all these beasts, these snowworms that Lascan are going to attack bullworm. us. I thought of the same thing when <laughs> <laughs> it's an Alaskan BOWERF! Oh, I'm so glad. <clears throat> yeah. That's exactly what I pictured, too, in my mind.
1: Excellent.
0: Yes. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, Renzo's telling him all about that shit. It's like, there's snow. It's gonna be cold. There's the border guards. And Kara's like, well, then leave. You're not invited anyway. <laughs> Still. Still. Still not on board with this shit. Oh, my God. And Renzo's like, well, have you ever traveled through there? Do you know the mountain passes? Have you fought the beasts? And she's like, well, why are you bound to us anyways? What does it matter? And this is where we get Renzo's backstory. Yay. (laughs) So Renzo admits he's been following them since the day he ran into them, and that his magic had shown that she carried a valuable sword, and he didn't know what that, like, what sword it was at first, just that it was valuable, so he had planned to follow them and steal it, but he knew right away that she was a girl and that Bix was a Darren. he's like, this is part of my magic, I can see through enchantments and, like, ruses and kind of stuff, like, you know, it's just my thing. And um, he adds, like, what I didn't know was that you carried the light of Nadara. And that means something to him. And he starts going on about, like, how even thieves have honor. And his family has encountered this sword in the past. That his grandfather was almost slain in battle. But as the attacker was over him, about to kill him, he was beheaded by the sword. And so he's, like... I, I knew that you were Carisandra Donati, and I knew that our families had these ties and these alliances in the past, and so I want to pledge to work for you. And there's a bit of wordplay here that I'm going to read a snippet of because it's great, but basically there's some negotiation going on where she's like, well, will you follow my orders? And he's like, some? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe? Um... And where it nets out is eventually Kara forces him to swear to protect Bix, Tobble, and Gambler. And then she kind of adds herself in as an afterthought too. And Renzo swears that his intention will always be to protect them. No matter what his actions are, it will always be in their interest. And Bix is like, I don't totally know what that means, but I can tell that this isn't a lie. And then Renzo shocks them all by dropping to his knees before her and starting to pledge this. Kara, <laughs> will you marry me? She's... Yeah. Getting there. Um, <laughs> and this, okay, but sorry, this is amazing. So Kara's like, well, I have no power to make you a knight, but I'll accept your pledge. And so she kind of does the knighting thing where she gently touches him on each shoulder, uh-huh. but then she like bonks him <laughs> on the head. <laughs> And Bix is like, she tried to play it off like an accident, but nothing she does with this sword is an accident. Yeah. Okay, so let me read some of this. I, love it. I literally, it was so good. Oh my god, okay. So, um, yeah, so this starts with uh, her face was more serious than I'd ever seen it outside of combat. Do you swear to obey me in all things? She asked. Mm, Renzo said, How about most things? Tobble snorted a laugh and quickly slapped his hand over his mouth. Kara took a deep breath. Let's try this a different way. Do you promise to do all in your power to guide, protect, and defend Bix, Gambler, and Tobble? I do. I had no way of knowing whether he would do so, but he was telling the truth that he meant to do so. Will you do the same for me? Kara asked. Even when you don't like how I do it, Carisandra Donati, I will be faithful. I will be true. And there's an- Oh, better than even chance that I will follow your orders. Oh! <laughs> oh. So good, right? Oh, my
1: dear fucking god. I know. Oh. I know. Oh. I know.
0: Oh, so good.
1: We're still gonna fall in love with each other!
0: I know, and I can't wait! Oh. So excited. Fuck so excited i
1: lived for it
0: oh my god it's gonna come back at the end like where uh, he protects her he's gonna bring up that pledge again it's gonna oh god why would you
1: do this
0: because it's gonna be the best oh, oh no oh i can't wait i can't Shit, wait
1: my god oh mm,
0: so I'm good here. all right are you ready for the next wonderful, beautiful, amazing thing that happens.
1: I totally, completely am.
0: Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh. Oh. Okay, so um, Kara tells tells Renzo that he can stand, and he jumps up and says, alright, let's get moving. And Kara goes, wait, there's one more thing to do. And she turns towards Tobble with a smile. And they all fell quiet, and Bix called it a beautiful moment, and she swore that she could hear Tobble's heart pounding. Oh and Kara says, we need your service. There's a ceremony that must be conducted. And since you're the only one that knows how to do it, we need you to help us conduct it. And Taubel's like, what do you mean? And so Kara continues that the Stibulary ceremony was for one who was being elevated to adulthood and had been deemed worthy. And that Taubel, who did not possess the claws of gambler or a sword or was the last of his species, had shown exceptional bravery. And Kara says, if anyone would dispute this, or if they found him worthy. Like, basically, do you say that he is not worthy, or do you all find him worthy of of going through the stibulary? And Gambler is the first one to say he is most worthy. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And Renzo says, he's a whole lot of brave in a small package. And then Tobble turns to Bix, who says, you're more than worthy, more than brave, more than loyal. You are my brother, Tobble.
1: <laughs>
0: and so they continue to this ceremony, and it's Tobble has to recite a poem and sing a song. And then for some reason that nobody understands, including Tobble, they needed to find him a centipede to eat. <laughs> and then Kara, <laughs> Bix, and Renzo braid his three tails together into one while Gambler watches over them. Oh, cuz he
1: can't braid cuz he got big fluffy paws.
0: Got big kitty paws. Oh. And just the just the mental image of Kara Bix and Renzo braiding his tails together is incredible. <laughs> <sighs> um so when this is over, Tobble seems to stand two inches taller, and his newfound dignity is his newfound dignity is only slightly marred by him tripping over trying to see his tail. Oh, so cute, <laughs> so cute. And for Bix, this turns into a moment of reflection about how this journey had gone from trying to find another Darren to something so much more. It was this larger quest to find another Darren, but in doing so, they're going to dismantle the whole of the Murdano Empire, which is just built on lies. And so it's only right that the Darren would be the one to to crumble this empire. And they would know by now that Bix and friends had lied, and so they would be hunted. There is danger, pain, and death ahead, but there is also hope, which is such an Animorph sentiment. Oh no. So Bix looked towards where the island was headed. She couldn't see it, but she knew it was there. Something colorful caught her eye overhead. It was a butter bat who was maybe lost on their own quest, but maybe not. And Kara says, this is the last chance to change your mind. And Bix replies, I've never seen snow, so I might as well go take a look. And now I'm going to read to you the final paragraph of this book.
1: I'm going to die.
0: (laughs) With that, we set off. Renzo, the thief with honor, and his dog, dog. Gambler, the principled Philavit. Tobble, the worthy Wabak. Valino, the tireless steed. Kara, the heir of the Donatis, wielder of the light of Nadara. My friends, my companions, my family.
1: (laughs) I love found family!
0: I love it so much! Oh
1: my god!
0: Oh, my God! It's sickening how much I love this book. It's so good! It's so
1: <sighs> ah, how are they so good at writing?
0: I don't know. it's not fair. It's not they just they just have the best characters and the best like they're just so good at like building so much on so little it's incredible they're so
1: technically good at writing like like Mm -hmm. from a technical standpoint they're like so good at like foreshadowing and like growth and character arcs and like payoff and and structure and pacing and everything is just so like well done plus all the characters are delightful and wonderful and i would die for them like this is unacceptable
0: And I mean, the other side of that coin, too, is that when they make a character that I don't like, they can get my number where I truly hate them.
1: <laughs> right. It's not like you don't like the character because, like, you don't feel like they're enough of a character. like Or, like, they don't make mm-hmm. enough impression or they didn't do a good job writing it. No, it's like, you don't like the character because you don't like this person.
0: Right. Right. They're a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, but, like... They're, st- they're all so good. They
1: are! And they're all so different. Like, each voice in my head just, like, rings so, like, unique.
0: Absolutely. And, like, I I think one of the most masterful things they did for me is the character of Gambler. Because... He comes on screen very much how you would expect a big cat to be, like, confident and aloof and all of those things. And then he just immediately lets that all go and becomes, like, one of the group and one of the family and, like, in there and jokey and supportive and wonderful. He's just so good. He's just
1: like a cool uncle, man.
0: He is. That totally ships Kara and runs out. <laughs> He knows. He sees all. He does see all. Oh, my God. And, like, holy shit. Okay. Th- for just one moment, Bix's journey from the beginning of this book to the end, where, like, I feel like when we started, we're like, we like Bix, but Bix is a very, like, reluctant, quiet, scared character. Yeah. And, like, that was really interesting and intriguing and compelling. But at the end of it, where, like, she finally takes up the mantle of, like, I was filled with rage. I was fighting. I, like, just let go of all of the trying to preserve myself. I want to die next to these people, my family. Like, that is such an amazing arc.
1: Yeah. And just she hated Kara from the beginning because she's like you are not my friend you were trying to sell me you were trying to you know use me for your best interests and just the way that she feels about her by the end is just like
0: yeah like now that I'm thinking about it that's like Tobble is the exception like Tobble from the start was beloved by everybody even though Tobble was like not sure about Kara. they didn't hate each other but like Bix hated Kara Gambler scared the shit out of everybody like the only one who even slightly liked Gambler was Bix and I don't even think Bix liked Gambler until after their conversation Renzo is Kara hates Renzo obviously (laughs) for (laughs) now yeah for now but like they all started from like they had at least like one person that they didn't like and like they are all coming together yeah and I love it. And I, like, love how, like, it just becomes a foregone conclusion so quickly. Like, you know, Kara, are you going to protect, like, Tobble, Bix, and Gambler? Like, obviously. Why would I not protect those three? Even though at first it's like, we can't trust a fill of it. <laughs>
1: like- yeah. And they've just, like, they've, you know, a bunch of people in the party have, like, come into the party with, like, varying degrees of, like, Reasons for others to doubt them. Like, oh, Tobble doesn't Mm -hmm. do much because he's a Wabik, And, like, they've underestimated him. And, like, like, Kara's just going to sell Bix because, you know, that's her deal. And, like, Renzo's a thief. Mm -hmm. And Gambler's, you know, a feel of it. And, like, everyone, like, kind of came in with this, like, prejudice against them. And then they've just, like, completely, like, rose above that and, like, proven their worth in the group and to each other. And I just, I, like a lot of this book for me was about overcoming prejudice and overcoming your own prejudice against others. And I love that.
0: hmm <sighs> I absolutely agree. And I love that too.
1: Okay. Do you have a favorite character by the end?
0: Like, no, I, <laughs> me either. I love them all.
1: They're all so good. <laughs> and like, I'm in, I'm in an interesting situation where I love them all so much for different reasons that I don't love one more than the other, and that like never fucking happens to me in like any book. I, know. I always have a clear favorite, and I do not have a clear favorite for the. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely I love every single one of them for different reasons, and like, I mean, we can pick a favorite out of the Animorphs books. How the fuck? Did they make characters that were so evenly beloved? I know. (laughs) They're just, they're so
1: good at writing, like, a really good ensemble cast where they're all so different Mm -hmm. and so likable. They're just so good at that
0: yeah and like they're so good at weaving them in when needed because like i was i was looking out for it a little bit in this book because i was noticing like how much renzo and cara were kind of taking over the narrative like even when bix is the narrator which she is the whole time but um like when that's happening like they're still big into it but then like there were so many scenes where Gambler would come out and be, like, the main character. Or Tobble would come out and be the main character. And they're just so good at, like, weaving that all together in a way that, like, even if it's not, like, numerically, page count even feels weight-wise even between mm-hmm. them. I love that so much. That's amazing. <laughs> just such good writing. It's so good. Like, what the f- fuck what did they what did they sell to the devil to make this so good
1: (laughs) what do i need to do to write this well i i
0: i will never write this well i don't care what i do in my life i will never write this well but fuck i'm just so happy to consume it honestly yeah okay another like another wild thing is at the end of the book where like Bix is our main character, but Kara is our leader. And I feel like that creates some interesting dynamics sometimes when storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I fucking love that Kara asks, like, are you sure you want to go on? Are you sure you want to do this? But the decision's already been made by Bix by telling the truth about the moving island. And, like, that's a wild power play, shift, I don't really know what the word is, but that's, like, a really interesting ending. Like, it's a foregone conclusion by the time what Kara asked the question, which is what should have been, like, the big footnote on the end of the series. Sure,
1: yeah. I think I see what you mean.
0: Oh my god, Tobel ceremony. I was, like, so filled with joy.
1: I, honestly, I expected that to happen a lot later. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected that to happen in, like, maybe the third book, but I'm glad it happened now.
0: I expected it to be kind of like the Star Wars ending where they go back to the home oh, world yeah, and, yeah. like, that's... Yeah. yeah. So I was like, this is even better that, like... It was just another found family thing, right? Like, his family held the ceremony for him. Yeah. I just love it. I just love it. I love it, too. I was, uh, I, I I'm so excited.
1: Oh, me too. Um, I thought Renzo's backstory was interesting. Yeah. Because, like, if his... What did he say? His his ancestor, his grandpa or something.
0: Yeah, was that it? Was his grandfather or great grandfather? One of the two.
1: Just a humble foot soldier found himself. I like. I know we had predicted that like maybe he's like the third family. He's
0: mm-hmm. from that third
1: family that was mentioned, and I don't know. Do do we still think that maybe?
0: I was wondering, and like. If you ask me right now, I want to pick that he is not any part of royalty. That he is just as he says, like mm-hmm. a family of a foot soldier, not important to the war at all. Overall, that's much more interesting to me. Okay, but I I know we predicted that he would be part of the third family, and I could still see that being the mm-hmm. case.
1: And I do wonder if, if 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 it's not Renzo, if they'll still. Like come into play later.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. That's a good question. Because they were, yeah, I feel like it's
1: they were the ones that were defeated, right?
0: Yeah, the Donati and the other family were defeated when um, Luca's family betrayed them. Fucking Luca! Fucking Luca! It's all his fault. Hate that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, I also wonder. I'm glad Aractic bullied him. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh no, no worries. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Arachdic's actually going to come back, like, if she'll maybe escape her fate or something.
0: I feel like she's totally going to escape her fate and end up helping them out. And it won't totally redeem her. But it yeah. will be better.
1: Because I kind of feel like we haven't seen the last of her. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that she was dragged out of there kicking and screaming. Like, I don't think yeah. they're going to kill her off screen.
0: Right, absolutely. It's like they would have killed her right then. Yeah. And it's not like, well, it's a kid's book. No, we fucking watched a horse get spiked six times over and get crushed by a cat. Like, (laughs) they're not going to do that off screen. Yep. I wonder what they're going to do with the Murdano, though. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like death won't be enough for him. They're going to have to, like, do a whole, like, on display thing, trial. There's going to be, like, some shit going down. Oh...
1: Oh, man, they're going to have so many people after them. Mm -hmm. Like Luca and and Murdano.
0: Yeah. Aractic, if she has not switched sides. Yeah. Yeah. The Drayland, I think, because aren't they allied with... No, the Murdano's trying to take over them. Never mind. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of people after them.
1: Probably the Natites, um, because they have Kara's blood stamp.
0: And we have no idea what the uh, the insect guys whose name I cannot ever remember. Oh, the,
1: the Terramites or yeah, something? Yeah, ter-
0: Terramins or whatever. Yeah. They already said they have no clue, like, what their intentions are. So, like, that could yeah. go any which way. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, we haven't really heard from them yet.
0: No. And, like, even Renzo, who's like, I can see the intentions from a lot of different angles, is like, nobody knows what they want
1: god i'm so excited
0: i'm so excited i can't wait for book two and three i'm i'm really i'm really genuinely so excited like this last part was just it was everything that i love when like applegate is like just letting loose with the writing like yeah the intense battles, the intense endings, like all of like bringing those like small snippets that they've been leaving the crumbs for the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. And then Tobble's ceremony, Stibulary's ceremony, was just like incredible. I'm trying
1: to <sighs> think if I have anything else.
0: Any more love for Renzo?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just so delightful.
0: He's so good. I legitimately, when they found him, I was like, Yes! I was like, yes, he's back. <laughs> he's back. I'm so excited. Uh... I almost texted you actually, and then I was like, no, don't do that. I almost texted you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, oh,
0: we're waiting for him and he's back. Yep. Oh, yeah. I Like I'm I feel like I'm usually like In my mind, you always finish reading before I do. I don't know if that's true or not, but in my mind, it's true. So, like, I always text you, like, oh, my God, our boy is back. And then I'm like, but what if, what if he hasn't read it yet?
1: I know. It's like we have this kind of, I don't know if we ever talked about it, this kind of unspoken agreement that, like, when we're reading something for a podcast, like, we don't talk about it Mm -hmm. beforehand. Because we want to come into it, like, not knowing the other person's thoughts.
0: Yes, absolutely. I feel like it's, it just makes the most sense.
1: Yeah. But there, (laughs) man, there, there were times, especially with Renzo coming back, I really wanted to text you and be like, ah!
0: Yeah, Renzo coming back for sure. And then during the stibulary, I was just, like, so fucking... Proud and like I had such like a warm, like fuzzy feeling that I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe Tobble got to go through it. So that was like the other time. But like Renzo for sure. I was getting my phone out and then I was like, No. Do <laughs> enough. Enough now. Enough.
1: That's enough. <laughs> so do we want to do any like predictions for the future books?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Okay.
1: So, uh, Bix might have seen a um, so I assume they're gonna go try and find the island again.
0: Yeah. I see, okay, in my mind, I know that in this book, it's like Bix does not know for sure. That she's seen a Darren. But in my mind, it was like a foregone conclusion. But now that you've said that, now I'm like, what if they get to the end of the journey and Bix really is the last? Oh, no. That's not a prediction (laughs) per se, but.
1: That would be. Mm. Like, I'm really. I want there to be other Darren's, but also. I know, but like, that's
0: that's something they would do to us though right
1: right like because also it would undermine maybe slightly undermine the whole like found family thing
0: well not only that but like this was a book inspired by extinction which is a very like real thing that's happening and it would totally undermine yeah that narrative yeah yeah Oh, no
1: <laughs> I just I keep forgetting that like they're gonna do something horrible but <laughs> by the end of this fucking series, they're gonna do something horrible, they're gonna break my fucking heart, mm-,
0: mm-hmm. 'cause it's them, yep, oh no, yep. God, if they kill tobble, I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: Oh no, if they kill anyone, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's true. If they kill anyone, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh no! They're probably gonna kill Bolino.
0: No! <laughs>
1: I can totally see them killing Bolino. No!
0: Don't do it. He's part don't. of the family. He
1: is. <sighs> but like, can I feel like Molino. of all of them, he's probably like the lowest hanging fruit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because he's just a horse. We can just <gasps> no, fucking kill I'm him. Saying... <sighs> No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> just...
1: That's bullshit. I'm mad oh, already, fuck. and it hasn't even happened. We don't know if it will happen.
0: Exactly. This might, None of this might happen. Okay. You? Do you think that part of their plot in the next book is going to be to get to Drayland and explain that the Murdano are attacking them and try to find allies in them?
1: Yeah. Like, I think this book's going to be about, like informing people of what's happening and, like, trying to, like, stir up some shit to fight mm-hmm. back. But maybe that's because I kind of read the back cover already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Casey! <laughs> that's not
1: a prediction. <laughs> uh, I'm also... So, like, the thing that's fucking me up about this cover, though, of the second book is that it's Bix and Tobo riding on Gambler's back. I don't see our other friends so i'm wondering if the party's gonna split up
0: never split the party never split the party you guys never split the party
1: but then it's like okay are they gonna split up willingly are like the humans gonna go off and try and and talk to folks and and these three are gonna find someone else or is it like the humans get captured i don't know
0: Maybe they're just, like, ten feet to the left and they just weren't.
1: Yeah. The artist is like, I don't want to paint these people.
0: Yeah, the focus is on the animals. Yeah, there's, like, too many
1: characters in this cover.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh,
1: man. Man, ever since... (sighs) Yeah, there might not be any other Darrens, and that would fuck me up.
0: Yeah, but, like... It would, it would fuck me up. It would be a twisted, dark-ass ending, but it would be so appropriate.
1: Uh-huh. Or, like, what if there are Darns, but then they all get killed?
0: Or what if, like, there is one other Darren. <gasps> it's another female, and they just both know that they're the last of the species? Oh, no. And it ends up meaning nothing to Bix, because she went on this whole journey... And, like, it doesn't matter. There's still no hope for this species. And this isn't her family. She has her found family now. So, like, the quest that they set out for that was all-consuming turns out to be meaningless in the end.
1: Oh. Oh, I wonder if... if um, I'd like to see Gambler have interactions with other it. Yeah. And be around his own folks.
0: Yeah. I wonder... I mean he says that he has other like friends and things like that, but I wonder if he like is kind of an outcast of Philt's society. That's kind of what I'm
1: thinking
0: like that's the impression I get. There's no real reason to get that impression, but that's kind of the impression I get,
1: yeah, me too he's like a he's like a badass loner cowboy on a steel horse he rides,
0: yeah, or he just did some like fucked up shit that we find out about,
1: yeah. I'm still all about Wabix becoming a governing species.
0: Absolutely, the governing species over everybody. Yep, Wabix for president. Number
1: one, <laughs> Wabix for president.
0: Get rid of the Murdano. Fuck the system. Yep. Put Wabix in charge.
1: Yep. Oh so yeah,
0: those, That's everything I think that I have to predict about. Which I don't think I predicted a single thing.
1: Eh, you know, it's fine. I'm just it's fine. Wondering.
0: Yeah, these are a collection of questions I have about the next book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, shall we wrap it up? Wrap it up, just like Tobble's Three Tails. Just wrap oh, it up. braid it together. Oh, it tobble's Three Tales. Nice. Well, if you want to email me predictions or just questions okay. about the next books that have no answers until we read them, You can uh, do that at anonymousanimorse at gmail.com or our um, Apple Grant Book Club at gmail.com. And you can find us on the Facebook pages, which is just our Animorse Anonymous page. Or we also have another Apple Grant Book Club page, which I think nobody's a a fan of. Nobody's liking that page. It's just us posting to ourselves. One person
1: follows this. You're absolutely right. It's just me.
0: It's just Casey and I. So, yeah, just consider maybe if you're on Facebook liking that Apple Grant Book Club page because, you know.
1: There's a sweet picture of Volino, which is Alex's headcanon for Volino that y'all should go Yeah, even at.
0: though it's not book accurate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Anon or at, oh, what is the Instagram? Apple Twitter Grant AppleGrantCast. Apple Grant Cast. Yeah, that's also the Twitter, Apple Grant Cast. And then our Twitter for Animorphs Synonymous is Animorphs Synon. So, yeah, those are all the places you can find us on social medias. And please, please like our Facebook page. It's really sad up in here.
1: Oh, no. Um, Also, go like and subscribe our YouTube where we post old episodes of Animorphs Synonymous. Yeah. and the Catalyst Crisis guys also post old episodes of Catalyst Crisis. And you can find that on YouTube at Strong Shape International. Go check that out. Give us some likes and subscribes. Smash that yeah. like button um, Yeah. Also, you can come to our Discord server that we have. We hang out with a bunch of other cool people. And most of them are Animorphs fans, and some of them are starting to read Endling, and we all talk about those things and other things and we post pictures of our pets and and a fish and and snails and all sorts and, of wonderful things yes
0: much like in this podcast episode we will randomly talk about six of crows and project oh, Hail Mary currently yeah we're talking about books imagine that we're a bunch of people that like books imagine that I like books <laughs> I like books and reading
1: so yeah if you want to talk about any of that on our Discord server with us, uh, just hit up, hit us up on any of our socials or email us, and we'll get you the link to that.
0: Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. What if oh. I've had enough of audio media and I just want visual media?
1: Visual media. Well, <laughs> you have much to choose from, but may I suggest, I Casey, hi, that's me, hello. Uh, I write and draw a webcomic. It is called Beside (laughs) You. uh, And you can go read that for free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com. You can also go to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash KCD Studios. You can see early pages. You can see works in progress. And uh, that's what you can do
0: yes and I highly recommend becoming a patron because one you get beautiful images delivered to your inbox on a weekly basis which I am delighted by every time I see them come in and a lot of times there's backstory and cool drawing stuff too that you get the inside scoop on but also because Dan and I are going to do that Slater cast (laughs) and that's going to be behind that huge paywall guys so get ready (laughs) And we're going to directly fight Tim and his stupid cast, which is what I assume he calls his stupid cast. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Fucking discourse. <laughs> I enjoy this.
0: There's a fight. There's a fight going <laughs> on. It's
1: going to be a fight. Well, speaking of podcasts with you in it, uh, are there any more podcasts with you in it that I could listen to?
0: There are, uh, but the one I'm thinking of right now is from Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast, and that is a podcast that I do with David and Drew, who have been on this podcast, Animorphs Anonymous, before it morphed into a different podcast. But, anyways, they were on the uh, Megamorphs 2 episode in the Time of the Dinosaurs and the Alternomorphs 2 episode. And um, they are very funny and delightful and fun. And we read Superboy comics and talk about Superboy. They're on a mild hiatus right now because David has just reproduced, which is wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a hiatus because I reproduced.
0: <laughs> oh, incredible! Oh my god! So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you're trying to catch up with *Cavest Crisis*, now's a great time because new episodes have slowed to a crawl since the baby has been born. So it's a great time. Pro- it's a great time to get into it. It's
1: probably a joke about crawling, like babies crawl. But I'm sure there is. I, but I just I couldn't quite get there.
0: I couldn't get there in the end either. Oh, well, much like Superboy, we're still working on building that joke in the lab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh incredible um well oh. uh thank you for joining us for endling the first book in endling we're gonna move right into the second book uh
0: we are yeah we are so. and thank you jess darby for doing our theme music oh. for our podcast i'm
1: still so obsessed with it it just i'm so oh, obsessed with <sighs> it's so good
0: It's so fucking amazing. So yeah, make sure you uh, follow It's Reese and It's Reese Music because she's amazing and she did our intro and I love it. Me too.
1: I wish I could music. It's just
0: fucking good. I wish I could music too.
1: But you did music. Did Did I? You did our last intro.
0: I mean, I did do the last... I mean, we've had a couple versions of that intro, and I did them, but obviously not well because, like, look at this one and how astronomically (laughs) fucking better it is. Oh, no. The fan
1: (laughs) fiction.
0: It (laughs) doesn't... Okay. Okay, that was a particular genius move, okay? (laughs) That was incredible. I loved that. And I loved how much hatred i got behind the scenes for fixing in quotation marks the fan fiction episodes by just recording over that one word awkwardly oh my god it's so good i got so much hate for that Ugh. i was told i was a literal criminal for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all
0: right well let's launch ourselves into the second book yeah all
1: right i'm ready
0: me too. I'm so excited. Oh, I hope we don't see
1: Luca in on this one. I
0: will fucking flip a shit if Luca's in this next book. Get out of here, Luke. I no one likes you. I just Luca's just so shitty. Oh, but he's not as shitty person. as David. He's not as shitty as David. Like I don't hate him as much as David, but like I do hate him.
1: But he's only gonna get shittier. We'll of find course. out.
0: They always get shittier. <laughs>
1: Shitty wizard.
0: <laughs> he is a shitty wizard. <laughs> okay, bye. <sighs> okay, bye. <laughs>